Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for stock market podcasts globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. Hello and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Doug and I'm the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within and I got an email from somebody, I think they've read my book actually, um, And because uh, I asked, I think one of my podcasts, not, I didn't think I did on one of my podcasts, I asked for you to send in some ideas on topics that you might like me to talk about on my podcast. Um, and this lovely person sent in, was it one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different topics for me. Um, some of them I can't cover or I can't cover in a lot of detail because they would be coming across or not possible on, on a podcast to go into that. But also they would be cutting across or getting into you know some heavy detail that we can only do in our diploma course because at the end of the day... Um, as I've said to the gentleman, it's you know thanks for very much for these topics, um, and I really do appreciate it. So if you've got topics you'd like me to cover, please send them through to info at wealthwithin.com.au, and I'd love to have a look at them and try and do them if I can. But I've got to be careful as well because obviously you know we do teach people and we do have a business and podcasts. You're listening to this for free, and you listen to our YouTube for free. So I can't get into content that's in our courses because it wouldn't be doing that justice in terms of um, we exist as a business because we derive revenue from courses and other services we provide. But um, as I said to this gentleman, I said, you know, when I, you know, years and years ago, decades ago, I used to love helping traders become more successful. But as one person, I can't do that very often. Like, it's, there's only so many people I can help and still have my own lifestyle and do my own trading. Um, and that's where the business came out of it. But then staff and Everybody needs to be paid, so we need to generate revenue. So I can't give you everything that's in my head on a podcast. It's just not possible. But it's also a lot of the stuff is just not easy to explain just on a five or ten minute podcast without visuals and all sorts of other things. So please excuse me if I can't get into a lot of depth. But I can discuss concepts with you and give you ideas, if that makes sense. So I'm going to talk about a couple of points that he's got. One is, is stop losses. Um, and the other one is portfolio diversification because I think they run hand in hand with each other and um, stop losses, we're talking about initial stop losses and trailing stop losses. So, um, And one of the questions he says, well, what's a, give me a general overview of pros and cons. Um, um, pro of having a stop loss is you minimise loss, simple. Um, and to me that's huge is, is if you've read my book Accelerate Your Wealth or my other one, How to Beat the Managed Funds by 20%, um, you know, I say to you, so there's one of my mantras that uh, I came up with. It's what you do not lose that determines how much you make. 
And what I mean by that is that if you don't lose 10%, you don't need your remaining capital to make 11%. Wouldn't Sorry, your remaining capital would need to generate 11% for you to break even. So let's say you have $10. If you lose 10% of your money because you don't have a stop loss, that means you've now got 9% capital. Now that 9% capital that you have left needs to generate 11% so you get back to $10 just to get back to ground zero. So to me, it's what you don't lose determines how much you make. The challenge with a lot of people is they don't have stop losses. And so what happens with them is they regularly lose 20, 30, 40, 50%, and some people even more. Um, I've had people that emailing me and go, Dale, I've got this stock. What should I do? It's down 40%. I go, I know what I'd be doing. And it tells you in my book what you should be doing. And they go, but if I do sell now, I'd be losing too much money. And I go, would you? How much more do you want to lose? Is it, if it keeps going down, do you want to lose more? And they go, yeah, but you know, I know, yeah, yeah, and you get all these different excuses. And to me, it's 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 to me, it's like it's a band aid. You know, uh, when your mum, you know, you had a sore, you know, your mum ripped the band aid off. Mum did it really, really quickly. She'd say, we're going to rip it off on three, and after two, she'd rip it, so you weren't ready for it. Because uh, doing it slowly is not a good thing to do. And same with the stock market is watching your share go down and down and down and down and down in price while you're losing more and more money. It's not a fun thing to do. So the smaller loss is better than a larger loss. And, and you're losing in time too an opportunity. So by not having a stop loss, you lose a lot of time value. And people have held AMP forever and a day. Um, Telstra they held for over 10 years while it was falling in value so you're losing a lot of time value and people try and validate that by going hey I'm getting a 2% dividend or a 3% dividend I don't care if you're losing 30% a year and you're getting a 2% dividend you're, that's losing more money doesn't work so to me try, stop losses both initial and trailing stop losses are really important for you to protect capital number one preservation of capital should be your number one priority secondly is preservation of profit so that's where your trailing stop losses come into it. So the pros are that you'll sleep better, you'll have less losses, you'll make far more money. And I'll say that, and I've said this so many times to traders, to trading expos, all sorts of things that I talk about is that if you you need to become good at selling. If you're not good at selling, then you won't profit very well. Your profits will be subdued. And I'll say that again, you need to become great at selling um, because I, I can have a room and I'd say to people, uh, I could have 500 people in a room, um, chat into them. I go, who knows how to buy stock and all the hands will go up. And then I go, okay, so who knows when to sell the, sell the stock and all the hands go down. You don't get money back in your bank account until you sell and to me the money whilst it's on the market is not your money because the market's controlling your money all I can control is when I get in and when I get out so if I know how to get out I can put the money back in my bank account and then it's mine again um, and that's why you really do need to understand stop losses so um, you know to me the cons of a stop loss you got to watch it Okay. And it's not necessarily daily. You're talking about you've just got to enact it. And that can bring a whole lot of emotional turmoil to people. But um, I think, you know, in terms of cons on a trailing stop loss, I don't think there is a con on a stop loss or a trailing stop loss. It's mandatory. I never, ever, ever enter into a trade unless I have a stop loss worked out before I move into the trade. And I never, ever have stocks or trades running without a trailing stop loss worked out. It just does not happen because that's how critical they are to you being profitable.
Um, one of the questions they get when he said when would should an initial stop loss become a trailing stop loss? Um, once you're in profit, basically that's all it is. Once you're in, and really it's you should always have your initial stop loss, but once you're in profit, then you need to start looking at a tra- trailing stop loss that moves up with. Uh, the rising price. Uh, he's also got how often would you move a trailing stop loss? Uh, example for a top 20 stock, would you review the trailing stop loss every weekend? Yeah. Depending on your trading plan strategy, what stop loss is using, because there's multiple different trailing stop losses you can use. I won't go into them here, but there's lots of them. But um, I would just, what I used to do when I was sitting at home before Wealth Within and I was trading, um, quite often I would just sit there on a Saturday after the market closed, um, make my breakfast, get my coffee, put my feet up under this. No, I didn't do that. My wife would kill me. Um, put my computer on and Optima, the one, the stock market software that I use that you see on the YouTube channel, has a little thing that just cycles through pages, like tabs. So I could cycle through all my stocks that I owned pretty quickly in a few minutes um, and I could look at them and check my stop losses and check where they were. Uh, if everything was fine, then I'd move on to the top 100 stocks and scan the top 100 stocks. And I would scan the top 100 stocks in less than 20 minutes, probably more like I'd do about three seconds a chart. So three seconds times 100 is 300 seconds. So divide that 60 seconds into that, you'll know how long it took me to scan it. Because I don't need more than about three or four seconds to have a look at a stock to know whether it's going up or down. And if it's going up, I just wrote the code down. Um, and if it's going down, I just went to the next one. Um, and the one, so all I was looking for is stocks that might be interesting to move into my portfolio. And once I'd done the top 100, I went back to a couple of the codes. It could be two codes in a week, it could be 10. Um, and then I'd go back and have a little bit more of a look at those. And uh, if I do find them more interesting, then I would spend some time during the week uh, looking at them and coming up with the strategy of how I was going to trade those. But pretty much. Trailing stop losses, just uh, have a look at them once a weekend. Um, he said, do you remember sticking with 15% or do you tighten them once the st- stock moves up? Different question here. 15% stop loss on blue chip stocks is what we use. Depends on how the volatility of the stock is. Um, but most of our students will 10 to 15% depending on the trading plan, the strategy and the stocks they're buying. So it's too complex for me to go into in a podcast, but that's really... Uh, what we do, trailing stop loss, there's not necessarily 15%. I know in my book I talk about a stop loss that investors can use at 15% below any high price. So if you're not a trader, um, 15% below a peak is quite a good stop loss to have. Um, but um, obviously we get out. The average exit that we get, if we get exit, exited from a, a trade, our average exit is about 9-ish, around 9% off, a tra- off the peak roughly sometimes it's four five and six um but let's say over three four five hundred trades it'll be roughly about nine percent because some gap through or go a bit further but um that's not much and some people say to me oh, i don't want to lose 15 percent." well how much do you want to lose because the more tight and the biggest sin that traders make i see this all the time is setting stop losses too tight because they don't want to lose 15 percent. but in not wanting to lose 15 percent, they have they get stopped out more which means they have to make up more makes sense if you keep getting stopped out you're going to have less money to make more money so you need to allow your stock more room to move and as i said a big 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 sin the traders do is set stop losses too tight so um, that sort of covers stop losses i'll just finish off my podcast with a little bit on portfolio diversification if you don't mind me having a drink um, now the question he's got on diversification 
He says, overview on benefits of holding multiple stocks to spread risk and to minimize the risk of losing more than 2% of your capital. Now, what we talk about here in my books um, is diversify, and we're talking about the types of risk that are in the market. Now, managing risk comes down to using position sizing and stop losses. So what position sizing should you be doing? So in my, my book, I'm talking about 8 to 12 stocks, you know, depending on. If you're a trader, and I mean a, an experienced trader, I don't mean the 98% of people that uh, call themselves traders that aren't experienced. I'm talking about people like me. No, hang on, didn't that come out right? If you're an experienced trader like me, that come out right? Five stocks, five, six, seven stocks is fine because we're actively managing our specific risk on each one of those trades. If you're somebody who's not highly experienced in trading, then eight to 12 is where you need to be. Investors need to be eight to 12. The more stocks, the more diversification you have. But when you study portfolio theory, you actually look at this and say, well, where's, there's a, where's that point of where more diversification is not beneficial? Because you don't get twice the benefit of only 20 stocks and you're doing only 10. You don't get twice the growth. You don't get, if you've got 40 stocks, you don't get four times the benefit of owning 10. You don't get four times less risk and you don't get four times the profit. It just doesn't happen. The more stocks you have in your portfolio, the more your portfolio becomes average. The opposite happens. Okay, so you because you start taking on the market. If you look at the top 20 stocks in the Australian market, they make up roughly half of the volume, half of the liquidity, half of the volume, half of, oh sorry, no, half of the um, weightings of the whole all ordinary index. So the top 20 are more than half of the value of the whole 500. So they're moving up and down, they're taking the market with them. If you get the top 100 stocks into it, it's pretty much the whole market. I think it's like 90% of the whole market in the top 100 stocks. Uh, I may be wrong on that, but um, but to me, diversification is about where's that risk level to you. So if I hold one stock and put all my money in one stock, I have 100% risk in one stock. That's huge, isn't it? So I might have a stop loss on it. So let's say I've got $10,000 and I've got a 15% stop loss. If it falls and gets triggered, that means I've lost $1,500. But let's say I break that up into 10 positions now and I put a 15% stop loss on each one of those positions. If one of those positions falls, so there are now 10 positions of 1,000, now if one of those positions falls and I lose 15%, I've only lost $150. Okay, and that $150 is within 2% of my capital. So minimizing the risk of losing more than 2%, which is what the question is. So I don't want to lose more than 2% on any one trade of my total capital. That's really what we talk about there in the book. So it's about, uh, this is stuff I really drill into my traders and, and a lot more depth than I'm talking about here. We really drill it in about risk because as a trader, my job is not to make lots of money. It's to not lose it first, if that makes sense. I, I'm a risk manager. That's what I do. And that's what I teach our traders to do because what you do not lose determines how much you make. So looking at that risk and diversification is you need to spread yourself out. Why we don't go over 12 is if you, you can simply do this yourself, just get a spreadsheet down and write down, you know, down a column, you know, one to 20 and write down in next to one, put 100%. So if you've got one stock, 100% risk. If you've got two stock, you've got 50% risk in each stock. Three stocks, you've got 33.333% risk in every single stock. Four stocks, 25% risk in each one of those four stocks, five stocks, it's 20%. So within five trade, five stocks, we're now down to 20% risk in any one trade, down from 100%. Okay, go to 10 stocks, now you're at 
So in 10 stocks, we've gone from 100% down to 10% risk of any. If one stock actually went totally broke off the market, you'd lose 10% of your total portfolio. So it gets to that point. Where's that point where more diversification is beneficial to you or should stop? So, And that's around about 12. So when you get down to 12, it's about 8% diversification risk on each one stock. From there on, it gets the percentage increase per extra stock you add is incrementally very, very average, if that makes sense. So having 20 stocks, you know, it gets down to 5%, I think, is 20 stocks is about 5%. So between 10 and 20 stocks, you're only dropping 5%. But if you have a stop loss, which you talked about earlier, then there's no issue. That's why we talk about that. So having a concentrated portfolio, 8 to 12 stocks, put a stop loss in underneath the stocks, let profits run, cut losses short, done deal, you make lots of money. That's how it works. So, um, but again... You know, this, how to do some of this stuff um, is in my book, Accelerate Your Wealth. Um, so if you haven't got a copy, go and grab it. Um, and if you do want to trade really well, have a look at our diploma course because it will nail this stuff for you because as a, as a somebody who wants to make consistent profits, and this is what I find traders don't do. The majority that come to us don't do. They're very inconsistent. They they have good patches. Um, others will make little bits of lots of little profits and then have some big losses, um, uh, that sort of stuff. So they're quite inconsistent. So we fix all of that, totally fix it all. Uh, and this is what we're really, really good at. We're bringing around those basics, getting your solid foundations, teaching how to do a lot of this stuff, protect your capital, and that allows you to profit more. So it makes profiting easier from the market because, as I said earlier, what you do not lose determines how much you make. We, te- we teach you not to lose it in the first place. We lessen your workload. You'll have less trades of what we teach, but you'll make far more money because you have less losses and you make far more profits and you'll be much more structured in your trading. And that's really what you need. Um, so great questions from this person. Um, I won't say his name and everything else because you might see him on the the YouTube channel, whatever else, but thank you very much for sending them in. So if you've got questions that uh, or topics that you'd like me to handle, please, info at wealthwithin.com dot au send them through to us if you want to look at our books order our books bookshops um, uh, get into it wealthwithin.com.au is our website here in australia in the u.s wealthwithin.us if you're in the u.s you can get my u.s version of the book which has all the dow stocks in it i did all the work on the dow um, sharing with how you do all this on the dow um, and it's great and i've had a lot of feedback from people in the u.s of how it's really changing their way of thinking on the marketplace and showing them how to be really profitable and, and really focusing on what's more important rather than what's fluff. So, But that's it for me. You've been listening to Talking Wealth. I'm Dale Gillen, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. Take care. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com. And click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre.